Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Osmar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play V Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Content warnings for this episode include comas and comatose states, alcohol and drinking, death, and fantasy violence. Arc 1, Episode 14. I collide into colors I feel, the mountain shrugs. From a Black Odyssey by Seth. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, and V. All around you are walls of rainbow crystal, glimmering, fragmented, iridescent crystal, refracting the dim light from your magic's back onto your shocked faces, beautiful, of course, but in a terrible way. Because the four of you are not alone in these opalescent tunnels, not in the slightest. Suspended in the crystal, their eyes closed, their arms relaxed down their sides as though they were in the deepest, purest, most dreamless slumber, are the missing miners of Dabathati. The workers that you've been charged with rescuing, the laborers taken, seized by the rage. Indeed, the rage. That mysterious, magical force emanating from somewhere deep within the godspine, causing the miners scouring these tunnels for treasures to lose their sense of self and fly into a mindless, deadly fury. Several waves of this rage have already racked the now wary populace of Dabathati, this capital of the Republic of Talmud, and is the reason the four of you are here. Dr. Hitsagitan Oluso, the scientist-slash-arcanist-slash-famous-adventurer living on the edge of the Euclid chasm, has asked the four of you to investigate these riots in Dabathati, and your inquiries have led you to this exact moment. All of these miners, dozens and dozens in number, are the poor souls taken by the rage. 
After attacking their friends and co-workers, the most intensely afflicted turned away from the entrance and fled deep into the Ujval mines, fleeing beyond where mortal instruments have dared excavate, heeding the siren song of whoever or whatever calls them to ruin. And now... The four of you stand amidst these walls of glittering, shimmering crystal within which these miners are suspended like bugs in amber. What do the four of you do? Oga has been uh, sprint, like just sprinting back and forth through each of the tunnels, trying to get deeper down and then doubling back as soon as they feel like they've gone too far. Just like trying another one, trying to look for anyone they know for, looking for any signs that like one tunnel will lead them somewhere, or this is just like a fucked up anthill of nightmares. Okay, what does your face look like as you're sprinting away from them? Focused. Focused. All focused. Yep. The shock melts into just intense concentration and Oka is gone. Oka is just running down this tunnel. You can hear their like leather boots like slapping like against the crystal floor, like echoing off the walls in a strange acoustic uh, cacophony uh, as Oka just runs down this corridor. What do the rest of you do? V is going to be walking sort of to these bodies suspended and maybe like just like tapping on the wall and like just trying to get a feeling of like what this substance is, is, is truly like some type of crystal or is it like some other type of substance mm. maybe maybe could do like maybe an arcane check uh, arcana check of if there's any magical absolutely you you walk up to one of these walls you start wrapping on it your hands sort of go over it it's smooth inside looks like it's a fragmented fractured you know kaleidoscopic almost but these walls mm. are smooth they're not like jutting out like normal crystal caverns natural ones at least would uh, so as you touch it roll arcana for me to see what you can what you can gather manaya dewey dewey has um the moment he saw the bodies in the wall, he stopped in his tracks and is not approaching them. <laughs> Dewey, you are frozen. What emotion is gripping you tight? Fear. <laughs> Fear. Okay, terror. It's like dread. Dread. Almost like the hand of the myriad is sort of like like holding your sternum, like deep within you, gripping. And you almost like feel like you like hear the myriad's voice in your ear go, You're out of your depths here, Dewey. Just turn around and run. Um, as you're tr- still trying to shake off that encounter that you had with him earlier. Standing there, your feathers are shaking. Manaya. I feel like Manaya headed up the back, maybe almost bumped into Dewey when he stopped, uh, took one look up, had a similar reaction of just shock, and so she looks at the ground. Okay. Uh, what, what about you? Are you also gripped with fear? What is this emotion taking hold of you? It's a slow dreadful processing, I suppose, of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you're still a little bit in shock. You're like still like taking all of this in. Oka and V seem to have sprung into action, but Manaya and Dewey, the two of you are like, in a lot of ways, the two of you are regular ass people. You know, Manaya, you were a sailor. Everyone knows this. Dewey, uh, an inventor, a researcher, perhaps. So seeing these people, these are people trapped in these walls. Are they dead? You don't know. Like, what's going on with them? This is still dawning on you, Manaya, as you're looking around and just like, what the hell is happening? So you and Dewey are in good company as the two of you lean back. And uh, Oka, you have sort of reached, it's like branches upon branches, holes upon tunnels. You're getting looped around. 
Uh, so are you going to keep going or are you going to turn around when you know you still know how to retrace your steps? I'm going to turn around. Okay. Okay, you stop. You're kind of like alone at the end of, let's say, like a three-pronged fork. You're standing there. You're breathing, looking around at all of these miners. You're looking, you're looking, you're looking. You don't see Ravi anywhere. There are hobgoblins here and there, but none of them are her. And these miners, they are all ages, all races, all genders. It's, there's no discrimination here. They're all just sort of lined up in these, like, perfect grids. What's coming over you, Oka? How's this making you feel? Angry. Angry. There is a hot anger rising up in Oka's belly. So much so that I think, like, as they, like, double back and try to go down in, like, a different tunnel and then double back and go down, a, like, they're just, like, trying, like, over and over, but... It just like, is it just seeming to go on and on? Yes, it is. Every time they get angrier. Okay. The anger mounts as you realize there's no end to this. On the edges of your consciousness, you're like counting like how many miners there are. There's like dozens, dozens, dozens of people are just trapped here. Because of course, there's a lot of miners in Dabathati. It's a huge capital. uh, So it makes sense. But wow, these are so many people dead or taken. You're not exactly sure what their state is. And as you're looking around, a few of these faces look familiar, Oka. You've worked alongside them when you when you were a miner here in Ujval. There's that older man who once shared his bow with you when you were hungry and poor and had spent the last of your money gambling or on drink. And there's that young woman who's older now you shared a story with over a campfire. They're all here. V, what did you get? I used a point of collective inspiration to turn a nat one into a 16 uh so a 16 a nat one that would have been funny uh with a 16 as you're touching this crystalline surface yeah similar to the tunnel you came in from these surfaces have been rendered smooth by some sort of magical presence this wasn't naturally created here um and you know that like this these tunnels were created fairly recently these don't seem like, they don't have the same, like, ancient air uh, as the chambers before. The chambers with the crystal construct and the huge, like, giant size, literally, tunnel with the beautiful, colorful murals and the swinging blades that almost got Manaya um, were old, ancient. Here, it's almost modern. It's relatively recent. And, like, touching the walls, you can feel the weave, like, sort of pressing against your diamond that's embedded in your glove. The magic here is strong, and it is still going. And the crystal here feels enchanted in some way. Um, V is gonna turn back to Dewey and Manaya, and this tunnel, friends, is very high concentration of magic. This is Something did. Th- I, I have a feeling that something probably did this uh, very, very recently. Um, and V is then going to. Is there anybody who's like really pretty close to the surface of a wall, like almost maybe sticking out just a little bit or anything? Yes. You see a uh, gnome man is sort of like maybe only like a foot in, maybe only six to 12 inches in sort of near where you are. I would like to try to cast knock on it. To try and free him. Uh, so Manaya and Dewey, uh, you sort of see like V sort of, her, her eyebrows sort of furrowed in concentration as she's like touching the wall. Did you see her walk up to this no man and like prepare to channel magic? Uh, and at this moment, Oka, you have turned yourself back around and you've returned. You hear their voice before they actually arrive. They're just going, fuck, 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 fuck. And as they kind of like round the corner and come back into the tunnel, her hand is already on their sword. They kind of see what V is about to do. 
uh, and they pause for just to, just a moment to see how it goes. Yeah, I think I'm going to put my hand really close to the wall and it's going to be like some glowing green from the stone and you like see a bunch of like verberations and all of a sudden just a loud like knocking sound just verberates in every direction through the through the cavern. Um, as the knocking as- sound reverberates from your gem, there's a splinter crack uh, as the surface of the crystal cracks like a spider web, like a deep crack, like on, on the surface of a frozen lake. And then the crack sort of widens and the no man begins to fall out like 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 bits of crystal starting to like peel off of his face. Uh, And V, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, excellent. I love that. Love that. It's a lot of. Uh, Why, Connie? Why? Well, we're about to find out, huh? Babies? Eleven. Eleven. That is not quite sufficient. Uh, so V, you're standing there. You're like, oh great, I've I've dislodged this poor trapped man. Uh, and as soon as the crystals fall to the ground, they seem to um, smash into each other. Almost. Have you ever seen like sugar rock? You know, like candied rock, like that. It's sort of like that. They for- it forms like a sugar rock uh, going up your leg, V. Uh, and the it encases your right leg completely. At the same time, this no man who is starting to fall out is like pulled back forcibly by the wall. And V, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Boy, uh, uh, can that maybe be assisted by the fact that as soon as Oka sees any of that bullshit happening, their sword is drawn and they are like you're hacking at the crystal, or are you pulling V? Going for the crystal. Okay. Like to sure. So V, make that save with advantage. So it was eleven. And now it is 12. <laughs> a single point. Yeah. Uh, okay. You, you managed to hack. Like you're like going for it. And like bits of crystal are flying in your face and some cut like into your, into your skin. But you're, you're like, I let go of my friend and you, you hack it. And it severs the connection uh, between the crystal and the wall. But the wall seals itself shut again. Um, and V, your right foot up to below your knee is encased in crystal. At Great. this, I think Manaya is going to like shake herself out of it, uh, draw her axe, and take a swing with the blunt end, gently but forcefully, at her foot to try to break the crystal. Okay, so we're going to see how well you do. Make an athletics roll, let's say. Oh, we know how those go. Manaya breaks Manaya breaks V's leg off. Do I have to do Manaya comes for V's kneecaps. Constitution save. That's 17. Okay, 17. Uh, so, Manaya, you... And the, the crystal shatters. Uh, they're still a little bit, like, encased on V's foot. But, V, you feel a lot less heavy. Like, your leg was getting real heavy with that crystal, and you couldn't really maneuver it. But now it's just sort of a foot. It's just sort of encased around your foot. The more delicate parts of your toe, your heel, the balls of your foot, etc. The crystals that have shattered off of V's uh, leg vibrate a little, and then they sort of fuse back together and stick themselves back against the wall and melt into it. Well, this is an interesting place. We I warn us next time you do something like this, all right? Fair enough. Uh, next time I'll give you warning that I'm going to... Next time to... don't do that, please. I'm not going to try it again if that's what you're asking. Uh, Oka's breathing kind of hard since they just, like, were sprinting around. Like, I am so fucking tired of this. I am so fucking tired of all this ridiculous bullshit. I'm so fucking tired of it. And they're going to turn it also, like, where the crack was, try to, like, shove their sword in it also. Uh, I, this Manaya is going to grab their shoulders and say, hey, 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 calm down, calm down, remember the rage. We don't want to, we don't want it again. 
This is my rage. This is my rage. I'm so tired of this bullshit. The gods are gone. Why do they keep... Why is this still happening? Oka just kind of fell silent for a minute. I back away from Oka. V's also going to suppress any type of reaction, try to stay very cold-faced, um, and actually kind of goes towards some of the... Just, like, walks away a little bit to give some space, but, like, looking at the tunnels as well. Uh, v, looking down, yeah, you sort of see the same, like, twisting, like, offshoots, corridors, like, looking beyond Oka. It seems to extend for quite some time. Manaya is speechless. She doesn't know what to say. So with her hands on Oka's shoulders, she's going to pull her into a, into a hug. They have no choice. You, you can't get out of this. <laughs> Oka is surprised. They don't know how to react. They're just kind of like still breathing really angrily. They don't pull away either. Oka, the top of your head feels a little bit wet. There are, there are too many good people in here. We need to get them out. Unfortunately, my magic seems to not be strong enough to get these people out, and I don't have enough of it to quite to even stand a chance to get all of these people out. I think we have to look for the source of these tunnels who's doing this to them. Oka seems to be thinking about something now, uh, and they kind of, like, pull away just a little bit, and they're like... But I let them go. It's kind of like it's alive, right? This is... Uh, and they kind of, like, tap Crystal with their sword. It's alive. So we have to find the heart, right? There's the heart. Based on, like, how far I went down, Connie... Is there any pattern? Is there any pattern or like if I was looking at these tunnels from above, would it make something like a shape, an image? Yeah, make an intelligent survival check. So use intelligence as the base. And if you have proficiency in survival, add it. Oh, holy shit, y'all. Hold up. Hold on. Oka's about to be real smart. 23. 23. Okay, yeah. Oka, you're... Maybe it's you were you were too angry to realize it when you were running, uh, but now that like Manaya has been holding you, like you you're calmed down a little. You're like, okay, I'm more centered. Let's think about this logically. And you're re- recalling like the paths you went right uh, as you were running. And yeah, they do all seem to follow a pattern of some sort. Um, almost like the path you were going is 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 spiraling in upon a center. It's it's kind of like a spiral. Yeah. And because there's also like tunnels that go it- down and up, like it's not just like two dimensional, it's like it's like four four dimensional, I guess. Um, the center is likely a, a cylindrical or a, or a very tall chamber, perhaps. We, you're right. You're you're right. You're completely right. We have we have to find peak. We have to find the peak of the mountain. I think if we go this way, we might be able to find it. As I said on day one of meeting, right after you, I will be right behind you. Naya, you can close your eyes and hold on to my shoulder. Uh, Oka is going to try to navigate using that 23 up to the top. Yeah, I'm going to stick close to Dewey. Dewey's not approaching, not moving forward into the tunnel. He's stricken with like, like you look at something and there's no way that he's going to be able to walk into a tunnel next to crystals filled with dead people. Manaya's gonna look at her, look at the ground and make her way towards Dewey. Come on, Dewey, we have people to save. And she's gonna hold out her hand for you to grab. 
Just close your eyes and follow me. It's like like we're kids. Like a little train. Hey, do you have that? Do you have that? Who gave me that bedroll that first time? Oka. Do you still have that? Can I can I borrow that? I don't have a bedroll. I'll do you something better. Uh, Oka's gonna untie the sash on their hip. They either like hold it out like uh, it's kind of like a, a rope for them to follow, almost like a fabric for everyone to hold on to. Or if Dewey like wants to put it over his head. Put all up my hood. Uh, and then hold it very close to me, the rope, the sash. Uh, so Dewey, you're holding on. Are you connected sort of like a, the, like a preschool, like little chain <laughs> uh, to who's holding the other end? Is it Oka? Yeah, Oka's going to lead. Mm-hmm. And- uh, so Oka, you lead Dewey, Manaya, and V far, farther, deeper into the tunnels. Sorry, as we're walking, Manaya has a net uh, that she's going to pull out and untie and throw the pieces on the ground. Uh, behind us. Yeah, sort of like uh, Theseus's trail into the maze with the Minotaur at the center. Uh, And as the four of you advance, uh, that cigar that V you're holding has burned down almost to the halfway point. So you've been in these tunnels for about an hour and a half at this point. Um, So the four of you continue walking and walking and walking, your footsteps echoing against these cavernous crystalline walls, looking at these dead. You're you're not sure if they're dead or unconscious. They all sort of look the same. If they're all dead, then they're all dead in the same way. At least they're kind of peaceful. These people just suspended in the walls as you walk. And as the, the corridor begins to curve, you realize you're not going back where you started. It seems to be spiraling in on itself. The four of you get the sense that you're getting somewhere um, because of two reasons. One, uh, the number of miners begins to recede. You know, so instead of like there's several dozen, it's just like maybe a dozen. And then it's like maybe just like five, half a dozen, and then like three and two, and then just one occasionally, and then none. And then no more miners, and it's just the crystalline walls. Um, The second thing is you've been walking for a while, and there's almost like anticipation, or like something is in the air, right? There's like a a strange, almost like a miasma. Not like a fog, but there's something in the air. And Why don't all of you roll Arcana? That's a natural one. Oh boy, okay. (laughs) Uh, Manai doesn't know much about magic, magic, but she got a nine. A nine? Okay, Dewey. I was like just looking down at the crystal. Nineteen? Yep. Okay. 19. Okay. But you can still feel it, even though you're not really be like being aware, you can still feel this pressure pummeling you kind of like pressing down on you. It's, it's like, uh, well, let's see what V gets V. What did you get? Uh, just a five, a five. Okay. Um, Oka, there's magic here with a nat one. There's magic here. That's all you really know. And quite a lot of it. Um, you can feel like the weave here, almost like being, being, being stretched tight. And this sensation is particularly notable to Manaya and V. The two of you feel like, have, if you've ever been trapped in like a net or if you've like lain in a po- poorly constructed hammock, you know how like the webbing sort of like presses against your skin in kind of an uncomfortable, almost painful way, kind of like that. It doesn't hurt, but it's uncomfortable. There's like a lot of like magic being exerted against your, against the skin of your soul which is sort of where magic comes from. Um, and Dewey, with your 19, not just that, but this is a kind of, like, intent. This is, like, a presence. You know, like how in anime, like, they're like, oh, his, that killer presence. You know, it's sort of like that. But instead of, like, a killing presence, it's just pure power is emanating, and you're getting closer to the center. It's like you're on the edge of Chernobyl, and you're getting to the center of that radioactive catastrophe. But instead of radioactivity, it's, like, magical like power and force um he's pulled back the hood a little bit so he's looking around now that there aren't any mm-hmm. the four like, of just you like back and forth 
yep, can kind of innately sense it, even you, Oka, with your nat one. Um, it's the same feeling as, like, before a storm, you can sort of sometimes smell it in the air. Or if you're a, a rabbit in the woods, you know innately if a predator is kind of near. It's just like a natural instinct is kicking in. Oka slows back down again. But with their nat one, they, I think, are not super attuned to fear of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It just, like, feels oh, like this is... That makes sense to them, so I don't think that they are too hesitant, so they keep moving forward. Uh, so the four of you continue moving, and as you do, it's not no longer just a sense, like a sixth sense. It's starting to affect your body. Uh, all of your heartbeats begin to pick up. Like, okay, it's starting. And you start to sweat a little. Ah, uh, four of you. Your, your palms begin to shake a little. It's like your, all of your bodies are trying to tell you that there's something at the end of this tunnel, something big and powerful. Oh, but I is just going to start breathing to try to slow her heart rate. V's going to let out a heavy sigh, also kind of like in the same, like she's taking a deep breath to try to chill herself out. But And then at the end of that sigh, she's going to say, I hope you're all ready for something at the end of this tunnel. Did I use my hunter's bane? Sure. Try to understand what's going on here. Maybe an intelligence check to recall information about something that could produce this much power? Yeah, why don't you actually make an intelligence religion check? Uh-oh. I'm in danger! Anyone? As you get closer, your footsteps are padding closer, your legs seem to be slowing on their own, and your body remembers you straw to a halt. And then you remember what your body has been trying to scream at you to remember with your nat one. Um, This is similar to the feeling you got the day your entire life was changed. This is similar to that feeling you encountered the day your entire life was uprooted and burned to the ground. This is also similar to the kind of presence the Coedal was exerting, but like to the nth degree, like to the absolute nth degree. There is something divine at work here, but there's something wrong. There's something off. All of you just sort of see like, yep, Oka's like back, maybe quivering a little. They've, they've stopped. They're the leader of your group and they've just suddenly halted. Uh, Oka draws their sword. Uh, Am I physically able to take another step forward? It's like if you were a rabbit and you were willingly hopping toward a fox that was sleeping. You have to sort of fight against instinct here, but you're able to physically do it. I always used to say that love of a god is not a blessing. You, You continue to walk, and you walk, and you walk. And the tunnel ends, and it opens up. You see light beyond the next curve, flashing, almost like intermittently. And all of you, as you like, sort of see this light flashing, smell uh, static in the air, and all of your hairs begin to like stand. Like V, like as you like are rifling and you light the cigar, your hair begins to like stand a little, uh, especially as you're approaching the light. And Oka, your like short hair is like fizzing up. And Manaya, your like baby hairs are starting to like fizzle and stand up. Yeah, I think V is so captivated isn't maybe the right word but it's just so like in need to know like what this power is yeah there's something sublime right like the idea of the sublime right from like the romantic era uh of like american literature and whatnot like this idea that there's something 
beautiful and terrifying at the end of this tunnel. And you just have to know, V, you have to know. Uh, so you stride past, uh, and V, you are now in front. And you begin to round the bend, and the light begins to flicker, and it gets like brighter and brighter, obviously, as you like get closer to the center of this thing. Hopefully the source of the rage, right? Oka, Manaya, and Dewey, the four of you, the three of you follow V closely behind, but like, again, your heart is pounding at this point. All four of you can hear like your heart like in your throat. It's like blood is rushing around you. Maybe you even feel a little dizzy, a little lightheaded. You're sweating a lot, V. Uh, like a bead of sweat sort of trickles down the side of your neck and like goes like past your collar, like in, in, like in between, into your sternum area. And like your hair, your blonde hair is just plastered against your skin. And V, I think your ears are even like flattened a little against your skull, your elven ears, because like whatever this thing is, you're like scared to approach, but you also have to. Same thing's happening with you, Oka. Like your hair's on end, right? But it's also sweaty. Uh, and your 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 drow-like ears are tapered to the back. Um, and Dewey, you're ruffled. You're just a big puffball of feathers. And like your glasses are maybe like slipping down the bridge of your beak from how much sweat there is. Uh, and Manaya, you too, you're like, you're panting. It's, it's almost like you just had like a hard day's work on the ship, but your body isn't tired. It's just like, it's just sweating and panting. And all of you can fe- smell the fear and the sweat in the air. V is going to, uh, her casting hand, use it to both, like, shield the light a little bit, but also, like, sort of have uh, a cantrip prepared if needed. Sounds good. So you s- step forward. Y'all round the bend. It's bright. Oh, it's getting real bright. Whatever this flickering light is, it's, it's especially because the dungeon was so dark and the only light you had were your two light sources. I think all four of you like instinctively maybe are like blinking a little, like your eyes are adjusting to this brightness. Um, and then the four of you stop. Well, V, you stop first because if you kept going, you'd fall uh, because you've reached the end of a corridor, and we, the audience, sort of see as we pan out from where you are, we see that our four heroes are actually at the edge, um, almost like at a cliff's edge, uh, of a huge chamber that sort of puts all the other chambers you've been in to shame, to shame. It's a massive chamber, almost like the interior of a cathedral. And similar to how, like, um, the entrances to the mines go all the way up, like there's, like, a system of ropes and pulleys to, to allow tunnels that are, like, drilled up higher, it's sort of like this you see a bunch of other like entrances like holes like tunnels probably presumably from like farther up or lower um that like feed out into the central cavern there is there are still swaths of wall of crystalline wall and embedded in these walls are several huge people uh 25 feet tall people embedded in these walls um you see one resembles maybe like a half-orc, another one looks like an elf, maybe, another one looks like a human woman, and they're all huge. Unlike the miners, their, their hands, their arms are crossed in front of their chests, and they, look, they also look like they're resting. And they have, like, crowns, you know, and they have, like, royal vestments that they're in, and, like, rubies, and, and, and you know, you see, like, a big dog that's been, like, buried next to, like, their owner as well. Um, you see, like, a giant hammer, like, a giant sword, like, embedded in as you're looking around this, like, huge chamber. And in the center of this chamber, floating, let's say, maybe even, like, 10, 15 feet above where you are, like, on a diagonal. And, but it's, it's in the center of this chamber, so it's, like, 40 feet away. Floating, the cause of this light, this light sort of like uh, they're at the nucleus of a, um, you know those orbs that you touch and your hair stands on end? Like that, like, they're at the center of it, and it's, like, like these, like strobes of light are just striking out 
of lightning actually are striking out and where they hit the the crystalline rocky wall it leaves like a scorch mark um, and the center of this blinding nucleus is Ravi. Your eyes sort of travel from this like floating hobgoblin woman exerting <laughs> bolts of lightning to the very bottom of this chamber, maybe 35 feet below you, uh, is a vast pile of treasure. Fat gold coins, gems. It's just, it's glowing. It's just so, like, you You look at that and that's like, wow, you, if, even if this isn't the Vault of Banua, who needs the Vault of Banua? This is treasure. But Oka, your eyes undeniably stay on Ravi. Um, actually, and we're, we sort of like close up on, on Oka's face. And then we see a memory. Ah! We see a younger Oka, barely out of adolescence, uh, just as cheeky, if not cheekier, uh, than the Oka you know now, swinging a pickaxe at like a little outcropping of ore, wearing a little hard hat, a bit scrawnier than the Oka you know now, but starting to come into their muscle. Uh, and around them are other... Miners swinging their pickaxes at ore and dislodging the gems and putting them in carts and shouting at each other in the tunnel. Oka, you're angry today. Why? I'm angry because I got chewed out by the foreman because I did too much work. They're angry because I told everyone in my little unit last night that they could go back a half an hour early so that Mama Fish could start making dinner for everyone because she's always up so much later than everyone else making dinner that I would just take care of the rest of the work for the day. And I did. And they're mad at me about it. Fucking believe that. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, you're angrily, like, swinging your pickaxe at this oar, and then you feel like a hand rest on your back. And before, you don't even have to turn around to know who it is. What do you want, Robbie? Uh, and we see this large hobgoblin woman with, like, this intricately braided hair, red skin, uh, also, like, kind of soot-covered from working the mines. She has a pickaxe slung over her broad shoulders uh, and is, you know, wearing gloves and a hard hat. Looks down at you, Oka, says, You want to take a break? Oka swings the pickaxe a few more times, and they're like, no, but it obviously means yes. They do want to take a break. I have whiskey. All right, fine. We'll take a break. <laughs> uh, so Ravi sort of lowers the pickaxe. The two of you leave the tunnels and you go sort of to your outdoor little camp area. Listen, Oka. And she's shrugging off her jacket because uh, it's kind of a hot summer uh, today. Um, and you re reveals these like intricate tattoos that just like sort of like cover her arms, like sort of cover her neck as well. Um, and she goes... I heard about the spat you got in earlier with the foreman. What about it? If you keep picking fights like that, stupid fights, Oka, you're gonna get kicked out of the mines faster than a stick of dynamite. Why would they kick me out of the mines doing more work? It's not a stupid spat, it just doesn't make sense. It's not about the work, Oka. It's not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about the fact that you disrespected him. You humiliated him in front of everyone else. Do you understand? Yeah, because he's a... 
dumbass or not, Oka, you're small fry here. And she sort of like thumps you on the back. For now, okay? You gotta put in the work. Gain everyone else's respect. And then you can get a little bit of lip. But I have to get old like you. She sort of like narrows her eyes at you and says, hey, I'm aging gracefully. Uh, <laughs> she says, speaking of which, let's go to the rings tonight. Uh, that Oka perks up. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I want to see how well you've been training that combo I taught you. Yes! Yes, I have. I have. She sort of smiles at that, sort of pats you a little jet- more gently on the back and says, All right, kid. Break's over. Yeah, whatever, Grandma. <laughs> she goes, Excuse me? Respect your elders. Uh, and sort of on that, uh, Oka, that memory sort of peels back away from your eyes. As you look up at... Ravi, who is suspended in the air, gushing power? In that moment, what did the four of you do? V is actually, in looking down and being, like, so high up, uh, actually takes a few steps backwards and feels a little bit of vertigo because she actually hates heights. Mm. So she's going to actually, like, go against one of the walls and just sort of, like, chill out for a second and try to get her brain back. Manaya's going to start pulling... Uh, people back from the edge so they don't fall and don't get struck by lightning. Dewey peeks around the corner and is like, oh, nope, and then like hides behind the wall. Bobby suspended, just like suspended in the air or is she on top of a pillar? She's suspended. She's like floating. Uh, Robbie can do a lot of things. This is not, this is not something in Robbie's repertoire. At least not since he left her. I mean, Oka's gonna break away uh, if Manaya is trying to pull them back. They're just gonna like let go of the sash uh, and just like charge forward. They're just like, Ravi, Ravi, Ravi! Right before Oka gets to the lip. I mean, yesterday they did it twice. Why couldn't they? Why don't? Why would they think they can't do it again twice right now? Uh, Oka's gonna. Ugh, fuck. Oka's. Ah, uh, shit. Oka's gonna try. Like you know, the last step where they're gonna, un- like, they're not gonna drop and then spread their wings. They're gonna try to, like, let their radiant soul out the step, like, one step before the entrance. Okay. Roll a d20 for me. 19. As you jump off the precipice, uh, and these uh, wings rip out your back, it's never been painful before, but now it is extremely painful. It's like fire searing through your shoulder blades as these wings come out. And Manaya, because you were jumping forward trying to stop Oka, you see blood gush out um, from Oka's back. As Oka, you take 19 points of radiant damage. What? <laughs> Holy fuck, Does my, I assume my celestial resistance doesn't cover that. Does your celestial resistance resist radiant damage? I think so. Radiant, necrotic, and... Okay, so you take half damage from that. I think, Oka, you just involuntarily let out this roar of pain as these wings are forced. You're pushing your body beyond its usual limits here, right? And this is this is the payoff uh, as you fly through, as you're just soaring through the air. Manaya, you're right there, and you your your hand sweeps air. You know, as Oka soars out of your out of your range. V is she looks to Manaya and Dewey. Are we going to stop this thing, this person floating in the air? Manaya's gonna whip back, and she's gonna take her axe with its metal axe head uh, and and just throw it. She's gonna take her crossbow and her bolts with the metal tips and throw it, just everything metal off of her, except for her hair rings. And she's gonna just jump. 
and then try to get as close as she can to Oka to try to stop them. Okay, make an yes, athletics an athletics check as you're launching your, you throw all the metal things off. Oka starting to soar out of range, but you you maybe take like a running leap and make make an athletics check. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. You grab onto Oka's ankles. Uh, and okay, you foo, like the momentum sort of like causes you to like flip a little in the air, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as a bolt of lightning, stray lightning shoots out from Ravi's body. Twenty-one. Okay, with a twenty-one, a bolt of lightning shoots out, and you are just able to sort of flap your wings. Uh, you're still, I think, shouting in pain because this is like ah, it's like the divine like like justice like ripping out of your back, uh, and this uh, bolt of lightning. You can, like, can smell like some singed hair as it, it it maybe singes off the tips of of your of your hair as this bolt of lightning shoots out from you. But you're you're flying and you're flying toward Ravi. Uh, Manaya, are you shouting or saying anything to Oka as you're hanging on? Uh, yeah. I mean, her her yells are going from stop, land, turn around to I can't lose another one. I think Oka is actually not fl- like they're not flying very well. It it like hurts for the first time. And then now there's this like great weight on their ankles. So they're just kind of like, they didn't dodge the bolt of lightning. They just happened to tumble out of the way in time. And they're just like, they're just shouting Robbie's name and like looking at Manaya and like trying to like look back up, spinning wildly out of control. You're, you're, you're flapping really hard because Manaya is muscular and is hanging onto your ankles and you're doing your best, you're exerting yourself and you're shouting at Ravi and Ravi, you see as you're getting closer, is, is sort of like in like a looking up uh, at the ceiling and she's completely frozen in the middle of the air. Like her body as you get closer, you can sort of see the articulation of her muscles are jolting a little. Like every burst of lightning seems to be jolt, like jolting out of her. You see that she doesn't look great. Um, there is some kind of power that's embedded in her. It's pouring out of her eyes and her mouth. Like she's like Korra from the Avatar state. Like her eyes are just like glowing, uh, a pure, actually red light. And out of her mouth is also just a pure pillar of red light as like this electricity is shooting out of her. And she's like shuddering and twitching in the middle. Uh, and her clothes have been singed off uh, by the lightning. Um, a lot of it, anyway. And you sort of see exposed, like, tattoos, swords, like, going up, up her arms. And she's, like, jolting, and she doesn't seem to hear you, really. And you get closer, that same pressure from earlier hits you, Oka and Manaya. This divine pressure is just, it's almost like forming a barrier around her that you can't seem to get through. V will let uh, Dewey pull her back a little bit, but I think... She's just gonna raise a hand, her spellcasting hand, to Ravi and cast Ray of Frost. Go for it. Uh, Twenty-one. Okay, what does it look like uh, as it's shooting out of your hand? You know, the the crystal is gonna turn to a bright blue and just shoot out like snow, almost like you know, drifting off of it um, as it shoots straight into the the chest, hopefully of. Of Robbie. So a bolt of ray of frost, like like cold air, like a puff of cold air, hits like your face and yours, Dewey too. Like your feathers like ruffle and like a little bit of chill forms on their tips as this bolt of frost comes out from the middle of your diamond, and it doesn't hit Ravi. It hits a barrier, like a force field almost, like a red like. Now it only bursts into existence as soon as something collides with it, you know. And you see your like frost like splash against this barrier. Why don't you roll damage, anyway? 
At level 6, I gained elemental affinity, so anything for cold damage, I get my charisma modifier added to the damage. So it will be Look at you. a 13. 13? Yeah, you see, and a little bit of a crack. Just a little bit of a crack forms in the force field. And that causes Ravi to spin. And she was sort of facing away from y'all, but like her body just sort of rotates in the air and she spins and her like, like unseeing eyes sort of seem to like lower their like radiant, like red gaze upon you, Oka, you, Manaya, you, Dewey, and you, V. And a voice pours out of Robbie's mouth. Her mouth doesn't move, but the voice just pours out of her. And Oka, you reckon it's Robbie's voice, but there's something else underneath it too. It's like a double speak. Like if two people were talking at the same time. Um, and she just goes, Who are you? If Oka were just to keep flying toward her, would they hit the barrier? Yeah, you'd hit the barrier. <laughs> sort of like a bird hitting like, a window pane. I think they do. Okay. Like hit the barrier and then probably start falling. Okay, sounds good. I like that. Oka and Manai, the two of you, bang, oof, ouch, slam into the barrier. I need both of you to roll 1d6, please. Oof, five. Also five. Okay, both of you take five bludgeoning damage and an additional four lightning damage. Uh, as the barrier almost feels like electrified, you know what I mean? Like it, it zaps you. And because of that, you sort of lose control of your flight, Oka, and you and Manai begin plummeting through the air, like falling. Uh, and Ravi sort of, like, just sort of looks away from your falling form, like, almost, like, impassively, you know? And, like, her, like, bright red glowing eyes are fixed on you, V, and repeats the question, Who are you? What do you want? I'm your friend V, and I've come to, uh, see what's going on. It looks like you're having quite a party. <laughs> uh, do we, do you say anything to supplement this? Oh, I behind the wall. I'm like, and I'm looking at me like, what kind of response is that? Right. This creature, Ravi, right, just sort of goes, uh, Go away. Leave me alone. I'm alone. I'm so alone. Uh, and there's like a wave. And I need all of you uh, to make a dexterity saving throw. Nine for me. Shit. Okay. Okay, 16 for Dewey. 11. 25 for Oka, 11 for V, six, uh, and 9 for Manaya. Uh, I think actually what happens is the bolt releases Manaya's grasp on your ankles. It throws you away from Oka. And V and Manaya, the two of you are going to take 20 points of lightning damage. And Dewey and Oka, the two of you will take half. So 10. As just this like, huge sonic just slams into you. Uh, yeah, and Oka, you're spinning, you know, through the air, uh, and Manaya, you you fall. You fall yeah, onto- how much fall damage do I take? Yeah. Uh, there's a certain way to calculate fall damage. I think it's 1d6 per 10 feet. And I think I said y'all were about 35 or 40 feet up. And Oka was also flying. So why don't you roll 4d6? 4d6? 4d6. I think that knocks you out. It does. I'm at negative one. Okay, so Manaya, your body cracks against like the, the coins break your fall a little, but it's still made of metal. So your body, you go, oh, and the last thing you see is sort of Oka spiraling out of control and the feet, you know, Ravi in the air, like just and, like the bodies of these like giants embedded in the wall. And then you just, you feel your consciousness. You feel your life slipping away from you and you, everything goes black. 
Uh, but sort of in that moment, as all of you are reeling from taking this lightning, you know, energy, Ravi speaks again and says, Hurt me. You're trying to hurt me, aren't you? You're just like them. Who's them? Do we? You're like zapped and you sort of like peek around V's body and go, who's them? Um, and Ravi's like whirls and those eyes are fixed on you. It says, the, those monsters, those empty gods that severed me from the rest of me. Um, and as you're asking this, it seems to be like grappling, having like almost like a crisis in itself. Ravi's body shifts. Like it's unstable, uh, sort of like you're seeing a glitch. Her very presence is rubber banding, rubber banding between various realities. And then you sort of see a flash of a g- elf. Ravi becomes a glowing elf, and then ksh, all of you see the flash of a mountainside, and then ksh, a bolt of lightning, and then just a swell of glory, and then Ravi's back. As but she continues to like sort of glitch out, and then you sort of Oka, you especially, you hear a, a cry of pain that isn't double voiced. It's Ravi, just like shouting in pain. And then like the voices come again and goes, I, I can't, can't, it's killing me. Oka, uh, I think it's finally done spiraling out of control. And I think they also like fall onto the coins and like roll uh, and they try to like scramble up. They see Manaya's body. They see this happening. They are screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, Ravi, 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 stop. And they start crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tears are fat and gold. And they like lift off again, like up. And they're just like, they don't know what to do. They're just going to keep flying at the barrier until they can get in. Uh, the, you know, this time they're going to like try to shut, like. Are you going to draw your sword? sword? Yep. So make an attack roll against the barrier. As you shout Ravi's name, twitches. And there seems to be just a little bit of Ravi. You see like the light like fade away and you see Ravi's face for just a split second go, Oka, no, run. Uh, and then like the, the light comes back out and says, ah, Ravi, Ravi, this vessel can't hold me any longer. Uh, so make your attack roll. V, Dewey, what, what's going on with y'all? How are y'all reacting to this? I'm a little messed up. There's a lot of commotion happening here, but V is going to say very loudly, I said we were friends. <laughs> V's gonna straight up ask, I think, Dewey, like, what do you think we should do? Have I seen anything like this before? In, in your life? Work at, in oh my God. Um, shit? I'm not even gonna make you roll for it because Dewey, I think you're kind of stumped. I don't know if you've okay. seen anything like this before okay. in your life. So Oka, what did you get? I don't know if Manaya is actually passed out. Oh, yeah, because you have, like, an endurance thing, right? So, Manaya, what's going on? Uh, so, Manaya's at one hit point. You feel the life go out of you, and then you're like, oh, no, 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 and you just, you return. I feel like it's more of a Manaya is halfway conscious. You're like very disoriented, ground, like, yep. Yeah. But you're you're hanging on, Manaya, you're hanging on. Uh, so, Oka, what did you get for your attack roll? 18. 18, that does hit, so roll damage. 15 points of piercing damage. You shatter the barrier that was protecting Ravi or whatever is inside Ravi. And it just, it sort of like, like explodes in these like, like psionic shards. Ravi's entire body sort of pulses red. And then the electricity turns from like white and yellow to pure crimson. And Ravi goes, no, you're 
lying. You're not my friend. You're trying to hurt me. Um, Good doesn't stop moving. Mm-hmm. They like they're using the momentum of flying to break it, and then they just like take their sword away, and they're gonna try to just like bear hug her, not let her go. So similar to before, but instead of a pulse of electric power, it is a pulse of just pure red, just like red rage pulses out from inside Ravi. And I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oka, you're making yours with disadvantage because you are touching Ravi. I rolled an 11. Got a 12. 10. I swear to you, it's a 19, it's a 21. Uh, Dewey v. Amaniya as this like pulse of like red anger, red hot anger, all of you sort of like reel back from the force of it. And then rage builds inside of your bodies, just pure red hot anger. And each of you has your own reasons for in that moment being pissed the fuck off. What is it for you, Manaya? She's losing another family member and desperately doesn't want this to happen. The anger of, no, I can't lose someone else, fills you from head to toe. And Oka, you see as Manaya's eyes glow red. Dewey, what is pissing you off? They made me hurt people that I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And your your golden soft eyes turn crimson as you, uh, uh, like this, this, this rage at the URL fills you. V, why are you angry? Uh, as I'm hurting and such, I just hear Sievert's voice in the back of my head. See, you're not that strong after all. Mm-hmm. That throws me into a fiery rage. Yeah, you hear Sievert's voice go, You're not as strong as you think, V. You're weak. That's why I left you. Um, and, like, that rage fills your body, V. And I need Manaya, Dewey, and V. I need you to immediately use your reaction to make an attack against the nearest creature that there is. So, Manaya, you're kind of far away from everyone. <laughs> that is fine. Manaya, you're probably... You're, I don't know if you can reach Oka or if you have any ranged weapon or anything like that. Yeah, I think th- what that means is maybe you're just paralyzed with rage in that moment, like just like sort of like rooted to the ground there. But I think Dewey and V, that means you attack each other. I scratch V for one point of damage. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Uh, you pull out your clawed hand and you scratch. Is this slashing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. V goes down from six to five hit points. Shit. <laughs> uh, five is my lucky number. So. Yep. Um, so Dewey, you rake it across V's face, chest, arm. Back? back. Oh yeah, sure. You, v, uh, v, you barely even feel the sting of Dewey's claw as you whirl around and... And just try to right hook, try to deck, deck him. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Make a, a melee attack roll against, uh, against Dewey. Oh, plus my strength. So that's a negative. That's okay. So eight. V, you're, you, you try socking Dewey in the face and Dewey, you're like, Ugh! and you dodge, you dodge it as V like sort of stumbles forward. Uh, Oka, you are holding Ravi. You are hugging Ravi. Ravi is just pure electricity. What do you say? What do you do? Oka is sobbing. They're sobbing and like, like pounding on her chest. And they're addressing whatever it is that has her. And I think Oka has a, Oka has a feeling about what it is. And they're pounding on her chest and they're like screaming at her, uh, at whatever it has her mm-hmm. is like let, let her go let her go but you've done enough damage get out get out 
as you're shouting at Ravi, or rather what's inside Ravi, like the two of you are sort of like fighting like in midair, like Ravi is like, oh, like trying to push you off, but you're grabbing onto Ravi, and Ravi just sort of looks at you and says, I have no home. This home will burn. Stop. It's not your home. Get out. Uh, and this thing just sort of shouts, just lets out a roar as like its eyes turn red again and it's sort of like, this like beam of like light is shooting into you and you, there's like a moment, uh, sort of like when an eclipse happens, when all of the planetary bodies sort of line up and are in perfect symmetry with each other, uh, as this thing inside Ravi looks into you and you look into it. And again, you see a flash of an, like you see an elf, you see a flash of an elf, and then you see the elf sort of turn, and you see sort of like two like shadows, two missing heads where there should be heads. Uh, and as the elf turns, you see whoosh, the back of a mountainside, whoosh, a bolt of lightning, and a swell of glory. And, and as that happens, the connection is broken. As that connection is broken, your wings whoosh, sort of shatter and disappear from your back. And in that moment, this thing goes, Sen? Uh, as you're like falling backward. So, Manaya, Dewey, and V, make another wisdom save for me. 18. 8. 16. Manaya and Dewey, you're able to snap out of this anger. And Manaya, you can use second wind now. <laughs> you would like, uh, you're, you realize that you're in your body again, Manaya, and everything hurts. And Dewey, you pause just as you were about to like slash V again. Uh, and you see like your, your, your fingers, your talons are sort of dripping with V's blood. And you realize what you've done. But V is still like, like V's eyes are still glowing red. Dewey, what do you do? Do I see Oka and yeah. Ravi falling? Yes. Now you sort of see Oka like flying through the air. You sort of hear Ravi shout Sen. Um, and you sort of see Manaya like at the bottom of this pit. Can I cast Sanctuary on the falling, uh, falling Oka and Ravi? 30 feet? It's, you can't quite like reach it. Like the boundaries mm -hmm. of your magic aren't quite enough to, to hit both of them. Uh, Manaya, what do you do? For going second wind, I think she's gonna scramble up and try to catch Oka. Oh yeah, sounds good. Uh, so make an athletics check. Basketball Oka, part two. Nine. Oh boy. In uh, lieu of catching them, she's just gonna try to cushion the fall. I'm gonna give you a hard choice. Either you're gonna take some damage or Oka's gonna take some damage. I feel like Manaya prioritizes others over her, and she's gonna take some damage. Okay. Oka, you're falling through the air. Your fall is cushioned by Manaya. And Manaya, you basically just use your body to prevent, to break Oka's fall. And as Oka slams into you, Oka, you're fine. You sort of roll off of Manaya, still streaming tears. And Manaya, you, your head sort of hits like the side of a huge chalice, and you're knocked unconscious. Uh, and V, I need you to make another attack on Dewey. I'm gonna cast some uh, shocking grasp. Go for it. Oh damn! I'm sorry, Dewey. Uh, this is a 19. I think Can't that hits. Hit. Yeah. So roll damage on Dewey. 10. Okay. Lightning damage. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So what happens for you, V? You look at Dewey, but it's not Dewey. It's Sievert. Uh, and you see like Sievert's taunting face, like his his smug fucking look on his face, and you just grab him and you and you see Sievert go ah, but in reality it's Dewey, uh, sort of shouting in pain. Dewey, how does this make you feel? I feel like I roll back a little bit, and I look at V with like a light I've never seen her in. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because and I know mm -hmm. she's 
conniving or whatever, but she's never, like, actively hurt me. Yeah, but you can sort of surmise, like, her eyes are glowing red with that same rage that was consuming you before. And you know this isn't really V. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe V doesn't really, isn't really seeing you, and V is just all fury. And Manaya, bonk! Your head goes against the chalice, and I need you to make a death saving throw. Five. That is a failure. So check one off the failure. Oka, you've rolled out of the way. You've broken your fall. You turn, you see Manaya. The side of her head is bleeding. She is knocked out, does not look good. And above, you still hear Ravi shouting, Sen? Sen? Is that, is that you? Uh, and is beginning to, like, sparking, like, red electricity starting to float down. Gets in front of Manaya's body and is, like, cr- like, crouching over her, you know, still shouting, like, let's go, just leave. I said, get out, get out, go away. Uh, <laughs> and Ravi touches down, kuchuf on the coins. Uh, and the electricity seems to like stop like sparking out of her, but it seems to get pulled into her and she's just like glowing and sparking occasionally, but it's no longer this huge bolt. She starts to sort of like jerkily walk toward you and go, it's you, is it? No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you're not in them yet. Oh, every step seems to be get, like breaking Ravi's physical body a little. You know what I mean? You start to he- smell burning flesh. Uh, and Ravi herself lets out a scream of pain and sort of takes a knee. Um, and you hear Ravi's voice go, I can't contain you any longer. And the double voice comes back and says, You're the wrong. I can't go anywhere. I have to go in. No, 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 no. Get out. Just leave. Just leave. Uh, and then you hear Ravi's voice go, Ah! Ah! Uh, Oka! It can't! It's in me! It if it leaves, it'll destroy Dabathati! I can't contain it any longer! It needs a vessel! Ah! And Ravi lets out a scream, and you can sort of, like, see her, like, skin begin to char and burn. Like, she's being burned alive. Ah! I'm at my limit! And Manaya, I need you to make another death saving throw. Eight. That's another failure. Uh, V, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Fourteen. Uh, that is just sufficient. You snap out of it. Uh, and you realize the sievert falls away from Dewey. And you see, like, Dewey's, like, fur is, like, sparking from where you shocking grasped him. What do the two of you do? Oh my god, Dewey, I'm so... Uh, I'm, I'm Like, I, I assume I, I have memory of that. I just, just yes. shocked. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, V just starts apologizing and like falls to her knees. Dewey's like pointing at the, like towards the opening, towards where the rest of our party is like, it's fine, do, do, can you do something? Okay, so I guess I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb to make a cold orb to just throw at Ravi. Okay, you're trying to like blast Ravi aside? Yeah, with the Chromatic Orb. Okay, so oh. make, an, make an attack roll. Dewey, what are you doing? I want to fly over to Manaya. Okay, Dewey, you take flight, even though your feathers are ruffled, charred, you know, you're like, I gotta, I gotta help my friend. So you, you sort of like give, give Ravi a big wide berth, uh, yeah. and you, you land near Manaya, and Ravi is still slow, like, it's on, a, on her, her knee now, it's like, oh. uh, and that's when the chromatic orb flies uh, out of nowhere. What did you get for your attack roll? 15. That is not sufficient. I think what this means is it, it does hit Ravi and it sort of splashes against her back. And like, there's sort of like, she stumbles a little and like turns and sort of sees 
V. Uh, and the double voice comes back and says, Yeah, I knew it. You're trying to hurt me. Why? Why? Again, V's pretty messed up right now. She's not feeling great. So she's sort of huffing and puffing and just says, uh, Get away from my friends. All you do is cause people to hurt each other. Uh, and Oka, you hear Ravi's voice again go, I It needs another... Just for now, it needs another... Fi- Hi, take me! Take me then! And Oka's gonna rush forward and grab onto her. Okay. Uh, you rush forward, you grab onto Ravi. Dewey, you land next to Manaya. But Manaya, I need you to make your third death saving throw. Savoring my last moments with one of the greatest characters I've had in a long time. It's a nine. Okay. Manaya, you die. And in that moment, when your soul is leaving your body, the tales that your parents told you of the after is it's a beautiful ocean, beautiful beach. Mahu is there. All of your ancestors are there. But you feel your soul slipping into nothingness. There is no after. And as your soul begins to dissipate from you, you hear a voice in your head go, Manaya? Manaya, no! No! I won't let this happen! And your soul is beginning to get pulled back into your body. And this voice goes, Manaya, say yes. Just, I need you to say yes. There's so much left you have to do. You can't die here. And you smell spring. You smell autumn, spring, summer, winter, and you hear the rustling of leaves in your ears as this voice speaks, this gentle voice that is urging you to, to, to hold on to life. Do you accept? Yes. Your soul is pushed into your body and you glow. You glow a, a soft, green and orange, your skin glows, and Dewey, you see Manaya die, you see like the life leave Manaya, and then it is gasped back into you, and the voice goes, oh, oh, thank the gods, oh, thank, thank Mahu, Manaya, I, I'm sorry I had to do this to you, I'm, I'm so sorry, and Manaya, you are gonna take one level in Warlock. You hear the voice in your head go, I've never formally introduced myself. Uh, I suppose you can call me the Princess of Leaves. I'm so sorry, Manaya. Your mother, she... A life for a life. And in that moment, Oka, you say yes as well. Your eyes, as you grab Ravi's forearms, your eyes also glow. Uh, but they glow green. Like this green energy comes out of you as and it collides with the red. Um, and the red comes out of, all of you see it comes out of Ravi and into Oka. And Oka, it is, wow. It is just, you are filled, the first thing you're filled with is power. The strength of a mountain, the force of lightning, it just fills you from, you know, and your body can barely hold on to it, Oka. And all of you see Oka, like, begin to, like, spark, similar to Ravi. But instead of, like, jolting and, like, losing control, Oka, there's something about you. You can contain it. You know this about yourself as it's entering you. You can do this. You can contain it. 
make a intelligence saving throw for me. 18, that is sufficient. How do you contain this power that is threatening to explode you from the inside? Uh, I swallow it, then I take my sword, put the tip against my chest, I shove it all the way in. As you shove your sword into your chest, it doesn't cause any damage, but it basically pins this force inside of you, and as you twist, your sword breaks. Your sword just, it breaks off of you. It just shatters against your body. Um, but for now, this thing is inside you, and as soon as it enters you, you know what it is. Oka, perhaps you had your suspicions before, but you know what it is. Inside of you is Unabathi, the three-headed god of war. Or rather, it is a shred of Unabathi. It is a shred of Vinash, the head of destruction. And you can feel Vinash, not even just all of Vinash, just a, an aspect a, a shade of what Vinash is truly capable of. You can feel him roiling inside you. And he is so afraid. And he is so alone. He has never been without the other two heads before. Never. And he is scared. And there are forces that want to consume him. But he feels safer now inside you. But you also know in that moment, even though your body is powerful enough to contain him, you're not the right vessel, actually. And you hear Vinash's voice in your head before he goes quiet, before he finally gets some rest. Go. You're not my paragon, but you'll do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. Soundscape design this episode is by Vincent McElroy of Heroes in Progress. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azra... Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charos, Giacres, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa. <laughs>